Bruising Banner Podcast. Banner Podcast. Bruising Banner Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banner Podcast. I am your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, is the legendary Brew Crew. What up, fellas? I got water, I got, you know, juice or whatever. He's like, y'all need twin legs? <laughs> as a matter of fact, I do. to everybody is, does Delaware have an actual culture? This is the podcast that we talk about beer, but we also talk about a lot of things that's happening in the world. Politics, movies, anything really that comes to our mind while we're here. Sampling these brews. Grab a drink and pull up a chair. <laughs> Hope is the living, Coca-Cola's the sponsor. I run Hope is a monster. Yeah, they like me like that. There we go. Unless you wanna be white, be like that. I'm the king of Samunda, king of the summer. Come be my Kardashian, queen of the come up. To be loved, Shakespearean. I need to hear that Kardashian line again. What are you talking about the Kardashians? He said to be on my team, you know, the whole Kardashian, you know, make you famous. Right? Oh, okay. I thought he was coming. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Never That's mind. all he meant. That's all he was cool. referencing. I like that then. I like that. Oh, no. I've just had to uh, shout out DMX for the uh, yeah. Exodus records. Yes. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, yes. it definitely is. Um, was it named Exodus before he passed? Or was I think that so. a post- yeah. posthumous name? No, I think he had planned to name it as a, okay. um, as a uh, dedication to his, his son. Yeah. So that was the so that was his in the work before he passed. You know, I, you know, I don't be into the current events. What's his son? What happened to his son? Nothing. I think What's he was just, just dedicating it to his son. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. Because yeah. he got like 14, 15 kids. I'm like, wow. Oh yeah. I think it's, I think it's his youngest one. Yeah. And his name is Exodus. So he was leaving the baby making game. So he called him Exodus. Nice. <laughs> oh. I feel like oh, you oh. made that one up. I feel like you made that one yeah, up. No, I definitely just I, made that's up. good though. That's good though. It sounds good, but <laughs> he didn't have any more. That was the last one. That was the Exodus of baby making. Right. 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 What up? What up? What up? Welcome to Bruising Panther Podcast, where the topic is the rock and the brew. Well, that'd be the fuel, and I'm your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, the legendary Brew Crew. What's going on, fellas? What's up? What's up? What is going on, everyone? How y'all doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. This is uh, episode 121 of One, two, Bruising five. Banter Podcast, and it is our social distance theory still kicking off. I know a lot of folks out here like, yo, COVID's over, but we still are social distancing. COVID ain't over. Yeah, it's a pandemic out here. It's we still in the panorama. So hey, we're gonna be on lockdown again. Unless you uh, <laughs> I mean I, I, I know they, say, they say sixty percent of people are vaccinated, so that might be a suspicious over the top. Yes. Yeah, I heard I heard fifty percent got one shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said yeah. now sixty percent. Is that the yeah. one shot or fully vaccinated? I think sixty are, are now fully vaccinated, I think. Okay. Um mm-hmm. So we still yeah, yeah, what is it? 70, 75 percent gotta be for, for herd. That's herd yeah, that's what, they, that's what they say. We'll we'll see. I know them them twenty them twenty-five to fifteen percent of people, they crossing their fingers, ain't they? All right. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they begging. I'm sorry that I got the vaccination before these incentives. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want just a donut. There's lotteries out here. People giving trips. All I got was a donut. Is there any in Delaware, though? Huh? Yeah, they got some. They got some. They just announced it last week. I mean, everybody who got the vaccination. Is not they they can win they have a chance to win the three hundred and two thousand mm, dollars. Why um, not three point three point? Never mind. I did. I see what that happened. I see what happened. Yeah, like, I was thinking about millions. I was like three. I couldn't figure it out though. They, three point <laughs> two million. It three was, point oh yeah, three point two ain't right. It's three point oh two. 
They was like, "What? Sound like a good number?" They was like, "If Ohio <laughs> only giving a million, we can't give more than Ohio." Why <laughs> not? Because we, we we small. We small. <laughs> <laughs> they could have gave three hundred twenty dollars. <laughs> right. If I hit that three, if I hit that three hundred thousand, it's three hundred two. If I take that three hundred two, I'll oh. at, take it gladly. Oh. Yeah, three hundred twenty dollars. Three oh three oh two three hundred two dollars. <laughs> yeah, the caption up with you. It's okay. Three hundred two dollars is even worse. Right, eighteen dollars. <laughs> Where am I eighteen? Right. Nah, man, I had, I had dyslexia when I wrote it, and I, I flipped the numbers. Right. You know, you know the area code. You should know the area. Yeah, right, you know where you live. You know exactly where you live. So one area code, you know it. But you know one one other point, as you mentioned at the top about this being the social distance series. Obviously, you know we. We kind of had to morph into this because of COVID, but I feel like that, you know, coming out of this, am I wrong in saying that we probably won't change the way we're doing it simply because it works? You know what I mean? It works. I think that we are. Uh, we may have. We'll more still venture out to breweries, but no, I think I think we could go back could, to having episodes together at least like once or twice a month. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, if we'll have a but guest this, for yeah. sure. Yeah, if no, no guests, but the guests, most of the guests ain't from Delaware nowadays. Right. So, right, right. yeah, I think it took the guesswork though out of like where are we going this week, setting up the board, you know, like those things. We don't really have any of that kind of startup, I would say, you know, just set up stuff anymore. Rob so. does, right? Right, I'm sure Rob does. Right, I mean, don't move the equipment that, around. The fact that I don't have to break it up. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, he don't have to do all that. Is it in one spot, Rob? Do you move it? You get up and no, just no. he got his set up. I just walk away. I ain't been to the house. Well, now it's in my, it's in, the, it's in the man cave in the in the yeah, basement. Yeah, and now I just walk away. I'm like, all right, see you see you next week. Right, exactly. Nice. Sunday. Well, this is episode twenty one twenty one, and we and again we do have a great guest with us today. We have the. A member of the Drinking Partner Partners podcast, as well as the founder of Barrel and Flow Festival. Let's welcome Dave Bracy to the podcast. Bring him on in. Bring him on in. Bring him on in. Your... Take that mic off mute. Yeah. Take your mic off mute. Unmute, <laughs> baby boy. Hit that button with the microphone with the slash. Uh-huh. He's like, we're mute. There you go. There you go. There you go. Right. We're taking it off mute. Right. Yo, I feel you on the like. I don't know if I if I want to be less than six feet with some of you niggas. Like, absolutely. like, I mean, do we need to change it? Like, do we need to change this? Who's working? But when we talk about COVID. Like, what about all the other shit that yeah. like we figure out before right. working? Yeah. Like, what was that of other shit too? Like, right, right, right. been nice, man. So, like, I'm, you know, I, some, some motherfuckers, some motherfuckers needed a mask before the pandemic out here. <laughs> you ain't never lied <laughs> about that. Real, man. Not everybody's chin is is public worthy out this motherfucker. So, Mm-mm. right. And right. them I hands, guess. them them hands. People wasn't about. Ugh. Like, I was glad hand sanitizer has made a comeback. That is mm-hmm. true. That, I mean, it was funny because I think a lot of people were saying, uh, like some people who who were always against masks, they were like, why are you still wearing the mask? Because one, we learned that a lot of you motherfuckers is dirty. <laughs> blue, blue went away because yeah. we found out that we y'all is nasty. Wash Coming to work like that. And and wash your hands. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm still wearing masks because I don't trust you. Right. I and told I, you guys, that's part of my wardrobe now. Yeah. Let the mask no. at six feet be a permanent part. 
Like we don't I'm, I'm cool with that. I got I got shit that matches my outfits. Yeah, you know what I, mean? mm-hmm. I, I can I can rob more easily. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into robbing, but I appreciate the option. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what I said too. Like, and I'm like, what, who, what they gonna say? It was a guy with a mask on. That's everybody. <laughs> everybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we, I forgot to mention he's also a comedian as well. So oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this motherfucker talking about robbing it. <laughs> right. Let's, nah. let's, look, look. This is uh this is free 99 right on the podcast. Only you gotta go to the go to the uh to the uh, theater. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean I that was I was a comedian pre pre-pandemic, man. It's been a while since I've been on stage, so we'll man. we'll see. We'll, we'll see, we'll see how, how how it's working and opening up. All right. Yeah. All right. Um before we get into it, we always like to know what everybody drinking, so what are we drinking today? And we always start with a guest. So, Dave, what are you drinking today? Uh, I got this uh, Track Botanical, okay. um, Dancing Gnome. Oh, you're familiar uh, with these with these folks. Um, some of the some of the best um, some of the best hazies uh, in the area. They actually kind of like set the set the tone, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in style. Like when you, when you when you think of a Pittsburgh hazy. This is what it is. I don't know if it's the water that they I mean. Like I don't know. Mm. Like if it's the hops. I don't, like, you know, I don't know. What, I don't know what I don't know what it is. But it has the same kind of tone, which is kind of crazy. I've never fully understood it. And I, I, and I, you know, but like New England really does have like a, a New England hazy, like a soft, pillowy, just like body that I haven't been able to find um, here in Pittsburgh. But I think it's because of you know various methods and just the region. And uh, you know, not all not all hazies. It's like you know, I'm you know the the uh, it's like not all hazies in regions even have the same, which is kind of like it is it, weird. You know what I mean? I'm I'm still kind of new to drinking, but it's just weird the concept that like you can have the same ingredients and the same process and the same system and come out with something completely different. So, mm-hmm. um, Dave, I think yeah, it's what you said. It's the water. Like, yeah, water. It's water. The water. Water. water plays a big part. Yeah. part. I mean, because yeah. I'm. Cause we were having that same. I mean, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about Uncle Nearest, and they were and the, and it was the fact that they. Used, I mean, this is whiskey, or or yeah, or yeah. yeah. They, but they the same the same way they the water that they use, uh, is like the same thing they've been using forever on this creek, so they never let it go mm. because that that's how you can only tell the difference between that Tennessee whiskey and all right. stuff. So I was like, oh, right. there you go. So I mean, whiskey, yeah. so water is an important source. I mean, majority of beer is is water. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, make, it makes sense that. Um, yep. yep. If there the was water, a there was the a, guy that, a guy from Philadelphia that opened up a sub shop in Florida, and he ended up having to use day old bread from Philadelphia for his subs because he couldn't get the bread right to taste the way he wanted it with he the water it. that was in Florida. And he found out, hey, it's the water, so he started shipping bread from Philly. I don't know if they still in this open. region. Yeah, yeah right. That's a cheesesteak outside of Philly, man. It's wild. Yes, you can. Like, you can go. Yeah, right. you can. Yeah, stop. Don't say Delaware, though. I don't know, man. Don't say Delaware. You can't even Delaware. Delaware. You can definitely get a cheesesteak in Delaware, Devin. You he he must never been to Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we <laughs> cheesesteaks is good down here. Is it is it a Philly cheesesteak? It's better than Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, it's a cheesesteak. Oh, yeah. all right, all right. I'm 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 gonna I'm I'm come by and see they that. Region, they region they regionalize it with the whiz and green peppers. Green peppers oh, oh, oh. can be on a cheesesteak. Well, neither should we. You talking? Yeah. You talking? You talking? Gino's though. You talking? I'm talking, I'm talking the Philly, nah. Philly cheesesteak is whiz mm-hmm. and green peppers. Mm-hmm. It has nah, bro, those, it's not. It has no, it's not. Ones. You you yeah, are misinformed. 
All these you everybody I'm talking, none of the people here are from Philly, are they? <laughs> I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm from I'm from Chester, which is that's where I ate my first cheesecake. Yes, it does. That's where I ate my first Philly cheesecake. No, no. no. You can't vouch for a Philly cheesesteak if you're from Chester. Yes, because that's where we that's that's where it, we first eat them from. Pennsylvania is the main hub for cheesesteaks. No, Pennsylvania general. The valley yeah. is. It's the whole valley. Yeah, right, valley. right. But Delaware, you so Delaware, Delaware. No, Delaware's in the valley. Delaware ain't it. Well, I'm actually, just saying Delaware they, ain't they, it. They actually nah. told, uh, proved your point because they did. They, I mean, not proved your point, but they proved you wrong. Because I think a guy from Philadelphia who was on a Philadelphia, I mean, a cheesesteak quest, mm-hmm. he went all around and he said T Bone was or T Bones or whatever he was said. It was he's from Philly. Tender bones. Tender bones. Tender bones. Tender bones. Tender bones is from Philly. But they make it in Delaware. He opened his business here. That's all he did is open his business here. He he opened a business in Philly. Right. He ain't opened a business. (laughs) It's a Delaware business. Right. It's a Delaware business. You can only get it in Delaware. You can't go to Philly. He don't call it. He don't call it a Philly Delaware business. Yeah. Oh well. I bet it ain't cheese. I bet it ain't cheese whiz. Test your cheese steaks over here. It ain't no. It ain't no cheese whiz and green peppers. That's your cheese. That Lou talking about. Chester cheese. Man, my man's over here cheese checking out. Like, yo, where your grandma right. stay? Like, let me in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's regional. It's, re- it's definitely regional. It's not just <laughs> it's not that is the right zip code. Reference Tender Bones as a Philly cheesesteak maker. I can't. You know what? I, I, I ain't never been to Delaware, so I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a visit, and when I, when I do, I'm gonna check it because I've been, I've been, yeah. I've been traveling the country, uh-huh. and I order cheesesteaks all over, and, they, and like you were right, the bread, yeah, it's the bread, and yeah. the mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it does. The bread makes the big grills. Because mm-hmm. I washed them grills in like 60 years. You know I mean? <laughs> That's right. You getting all that work. That's true. Time. That's true. You got yeah, 1983 yeah. grease popping yeah, on. Like, they are highly seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave, since you said you travel all around for and you get cheesesteaks all over, what's the best place you have one? Can you remember? Philadelphia. Uh, Max's. Max's. Uh, north oh, side. Of, uh, yeah. The north side of Philly. Yeah, you know I mean, like where like like so when you go in, the, when you go to the north side and like. You know, like the motherfucking street store getting bumpy, and like, yeah, I mean, motherfuckers is just <laughs> is they share <laughs> they share sidewalks with people side walking on the side. You don't know where nothing in or whatever, uh, and then like you see, you they they had Biggie playing in the back with the old school, like you know what I mean, his bar in the back, and they had some college white kids waiting in line. With a bunch of, like, <laughs> like I was like, oh, this got to be the spot, man. And right. they, <laughs> you know, so yeah, man. The temples right there. <laughs> yeah, like I was just like I thought I, I was in the hood, and I just saw like a couple of like Mary and Joes in that motherfucker. I was like, they must be what with this? Like, all right, yeah. I mean, that's this has got to be legit. That's funny. That's funny. Um, all right, um, Dad, what are you drinking on? Oh man, cheese I decided steak. to go just with. Uh, <laughs> I decided to go with this uh, open gate uh, Guinness. This is the uh, brown ale. With sweet potatoes, lactose, vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg, shit. The list keep going. All spice. So there's the can right here, uh, courtesy of uh, uh, Black Bear Geek Beer Mail, right? Okay. Am cool. I right, Rob? Cool. Y- yes. Yeah, this is uh, delicious, by the way. Uh, this is a 7% ABV. ABV. Okay. Um, and 
man, you could taste all of it. You could taste the sweet potato, the vanilla, the lactose in it. You can see the color is rather dark. See it there in my bruising fan podcast glass, which yeah, she said, um, right try drinking there, it, this is drink it close to warm temperature. The flavors mm. enhance. Yeah, I um, I let it sit out for a little bit, and I just cracked it. I mean, so we what like twenty minutes in, so I let it sit a little bit. Um, but this is this is a delicious pour, so I'm gonna give it a pass. Me another. All right, uh, yo, what you drinking? Right, no. So I'm drinking. Uh, what is this called? Oh. <laughs> Uh, he's on fire. Mm. So, oh, that NBA Jam joint. Yeah, NBA Jams. All you old niggas, you know about it. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. It's from Sloop Brewing Company, and they're out of uh, Hopewell Junction, New York. And um, this is a tart fruited ale with guava, pomegranate, and a little bit of lactose in there. Um, it's a six percenter. And let me just say, it says serve at uh, 34 to 38 degrees, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I it did. That thing, Mexico. It that thing yeah, nice. I did. This like it was like 44 when I pulled it out. I mean, 34 when I pulled it out. I don't know what it's at now, but I'm drinking it in my 17% drip. You know, come out of Harris glass. But this is what it looks like. It's real tart, definitely mm-hmm. tart. I thought because it had some lactose in it, it wouldn't have been as tart. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely tart, and you can taste the uh, the guava, the guava. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that's a I'm, sour Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but are, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. Well, yeah. Well, how does it, how does it rank it in comparison? <laughs> how does it rank to any um you know other sours that you uh, that you've had? Like you said, it's, it's you said it's pretty bitter with the lactose. So would you put yeah. it in the same category as like your normal? Um, sours that you that you've drank, you've drank. Yeah, yeah, I'll put okay. it still like in a normal sour, but I just expected like one. I expected it to be a little, a little different looking as far as the color too. When I okay. read the can because it got pomegranate in it too. But right. well, you know, something I, something I heard guava, a, a brewery. What's that like? Pinkish? It looked like a guava. No, it's still bit. not. It's 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 not big. It's orangey, like it's orange, like orange, orange gold. Yeah, yeah like right. orange color. Yeah. Well, okay. But I mean, okay. it's it's good. I would say. You know, yeah. You know, just something in, in kind of my brewology, just of hearing brewers talk about you know what they what they intend to use fruit for. Like some of them just are using it for maybe you know for a color or for you know not necessarily for you to grab the taste or the flavor out of it. Some of them are just using just it just color. to give you that. Yeah, that color. They don't want to keep it in too long or put it in, in too into the process where it takes waste on it. Just the Just give me the fruit. Just give me the fruit. Just give me the fruit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> or don't, don't put it there. Oh, just use the food coloring or something. Like, don't waste the fruit. Well, I don't want no food coloring, though. Yo. Mm. I mean, but don't waste the, don't waste the fruit. Like, what you want? Yeah. Just put the fruit for, for the red? I want my strawberries mm. in here just for the red? I had I a, the strawberry. I had a, Yo, I had a tangerine IPA yesterday. Oh fuck yes. God. Now that that was that that was not just for the color. That had that tangerine. Yeah, so that's what I want. Yeah, drink. you put that, put that you fruit smelled in the face. You smelled it at the nose and then you drank it. That was mm-hmm. uh, gotta get some more of that. Mm-hmm. So all right. All right, so what you drinking? Uh I have a dogfish heads mango smoothie. Oh you all see that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like Look, but you're moving it kind of quick. 
I know, man. <laughs> he was like, he was wish washing like, mm, like there, you go. there we go. Okay. I like it's it. A, so it's, it's, a it's a smoothie, smoothie. Yeah, smoothie. 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 Mango smoothie is fruited. It's a fruited tart ale with natural flavors. Uh, six point five uh, alcohol by volume. It's in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what it looks like. It better look serious. Oh yeah, it does. Kind of yeah, like real, ha- real hazy, orangey, real hazy, orangey. Uh, it has a good mango, mango color, mango smell, mango taste. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. It's weird though. It we it said Milton, Delaware, but uh, what you know about this is Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, really? In collaboration, maybe. yeah. Oh, they, that's because maybe it's the collaboration. So the people who mm-hmm. maybe bottled and actually were in Cincinnati, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, Dogfish Head, uh, they're out of Delaware. Yeah, pass sure. me another. Yeah. Yo, yo, wait. So does that? So is it like sweet? Like yeah, it's mango. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. They got. It don't taste as. It's not as sweet as those uh, smoogies. It's not as yeah. sweet as those. But it is is much much more sweeter than a, t- uh, a regular tart ale is supposed to be. Okay, I like it. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything with fruit, you know that. Yeah, Rob G. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what would you happen to be drinking on uh, for episode one twenty one, sir? Actually, oh. I'm drinking the same thing as uh, Devin, so I don't have to. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Well, yeah. do you do you put, do, yeah. you, do you pull out anything um, that's more, I guess, prominent than 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 what I? Uh, that I listed, I I feel like that I taste more of the of the nutmeg and 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 uh, allspice, nah, more cinnamon and and uh, and, and the nutmeg than anything. Well, my, well, mine's been sitting for a while now, uh, mm-hmm. so actually, my I, I taste the it tastes like a pie, so I, I do taste the yams mm-hmm. or the sweet okay. potatoes, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. So I do taste all the. I, I mean, I taste all that. So the, I think the more it opens up. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, and warms up. You can taste all those ingredients in it. So I, I don't taste yeah. as much as vanilla, but definitely the the allspice, uh, the, the sweet potatoes. But uh, I'll get, once again shout out to uh, uh, Courtney and, and Jackie because they actually yeah. did. Um, they actually did help uh, this collaboration uh, to make, make this, right? this beer. Yeah, so uh, it's amazing. Uh, Black beer geek and curvy craft beer traveler, I believe her, her uh, handle is for Jackie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that we did, we met, we met actually at uh, that Fresh Fest mm-hmm. <laughs> in 2019. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah um, exactly. Um, that uh, uh, Open Gate Brewery uh, is fucking fantastic, man. I um, had the opportunity to uh, to meet Holly, the head brewer down there, um, and like you know, like they invited us down. I was down there with Shannon, uh, uh, Urban Jungle down in, in Texas, soon to, soon to be opening and whatnot. But, um, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, oh, Guinness, like, all right, I guess we just right, right. You know, have some thin stouts, you know what I mean, call it a day. <laughs> and, like, I went down there and, and, and met the brewers and whatnot, and, like, you know, Holly has extensive experience uh, in the in the, the industry and whatnot, and it's they have more or less, like, a blank, like, check. Like, they can just write, like, whatever they want they need. They were, they were sitting there that I had never seen but she was like, I, like sometimes we use it, sometimes it's not. It's like a forty thousand dollar machine. Like you know, it sits like you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But like, I, I was expecting to be more like you know, again to, to have this dry kind of like whatever experience. And they like the 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 cast, uh, uh, the, the like the, the barrel system they got down there is, is fucking phenomenal. The brews mm-hmm. that they brewed down there is pretty like fantastic, man. Like and the way that they're engaging the community and like you know, it's a it's a full on. 
like crack brewery. You know what I mean, like it's yeah, not. Yeah. Like, I, I expect it's it not be a big like big old production just you know facility where you thinking you get to walk in with like hard hat and suits and stuff like on some old mass production type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you you really do the 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 the, the variety of beers that are coming out of Guinness. Um, you know, they, they clearly saw the, the need to, to, you know, the craft, like, yeah, I mean, and okay. invested in that. And I think that they invested well, um, you know, in, in, in that brewery, uh, in, in, in the head brewery that they chose to kind of spearhead that, and, you know, I mean, the, the selections that I had were dope. Um, and it sounds like, you know, whatever this you guys do. So day, you mentioned something in the, in your story regarding your visit to, uh, the, open gates or well to the Baltimore brewery for Guinness. Uh just like it was a you thought it was gonna be a normal day and drinking stouts and you didn't seem too enthused. Is that not your first choice of beer stouts? Or I think you said Vin Stouts. Vin Stouts. stouts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh like Vin Stouts. <laughs> yeah, like the the normal Guinness, what is oh, that? The, four, right. Four, three. Right. And right, which right. ain't bad. Don't be wrong. I'm not knocking normal Guinness, regular Guinness or whatever, but right. That's not my first choice. Yeah, you know I mean, I like okay. foreign extra is a whole other thing. Yeah, you know I mean, you pop right, that yellow label, and I'm, I'm in there. But okay, okay, all right, I got you. I'm with you. Um, all right, I think everybody has good uh, drink on, so it is time to get in and find out about uh, they brace you the barrel and flow fest. So the the floor is yours. Well, hold on before you go. Yeah, uh, some people are saying that they uh, the sound sound is, is off. They yeah. Our live viewers and listeners are saying the sound is a little um, choppy. It, it, it's just it's choppy. Like it goes more or less like I don't know, like mono to stereo. Kind of that's the best yeah, uh, analogy I can. Is yeah. that a little better? Yeah, yeah actually, that's a little better. better. Sweet. Oh, he tried Perfect. to hit us with the one with the one ear ear, but that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the double up streaks is watching. He had to have, had to have one. You gotta eye have one eye open. open. One eye on your ear open. <laughs> now you ain't in. You not in Crenshaw, are you? You in Pittsburgh? I don't know. I would rather be in Crenshaw. I'm getting shot for different reasons in Crenshaw. I'm <laughs> reasons of my own doing in Crenshaw. I'm out here with these white folks in Pittsburgh, man. Like. Uh, they <laughs> Bring me up for just for, for coughing too heavy out this bitch. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> good point. Right. Um, I, all right. Well, um, well, was like I said, uh, the floor is yours to tell us all about uh, uh, what's coming up on a, a Barrel and Flow Festival. I mean, you can talk about drinking partners as well, uh, and um, and like how you got started on this craft beer. I mean, the floor is yours to go where exactly where you want to go. Tell us your journey, brother. Uh, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so uh, I was born uh, March 29th. The festival, um, I guess that's the, yeah, the, fe the festival, uh, we started the festival um, in 2018. Um, you know, it, it started as, uh, so I'm a comedian, or, you know, by trade at least. At least before the pandemic, um, that's what I was doing. Uh, and um, arts and entertainment. Uh, before that, I was in social services for ten years. Um, I, you know, I worked with with youth. I worked with you know elderly folks. Uh, you know, the the the, the, the social justice system. You know, the, the justice system. Um, defending clients. I mean, there's there's so the, the the social service aspect of of that and wanting to change society for the better in some some sense. 
um, was how I was led to comedy. Um, you know, I, I admire Richard Pryor and Chris Rock and Eddie Murphy and just the, the art, George Carlin, you know, the art of speaking truth to power, um, you know, in a, in a, in a way that um, can be uh, digestible. You're right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like it's mm-hmm. a, um, it's a, it's a doggy pill wrapped in a biscuit. Right. Yeah. You know I mean, people don't know they learn it. You got to edutain people. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I, I got into comedy to kind of like, you know, espouse what I thought was the truth. And, um, you know, in, in doing that, uh, built a little bit of a platform and then we started drinking partners and drinking partners was the podcast that we started my uh, partner, Ed Bailey. Um, we started that, uh, you know, about two years into the co- our comedy careers, we started around the same time, um, as a way to get, uh, our message outside of just the few folks that you would meet in, you know, any room, right? I mean, whether it's, whether it's a hundred, whether it's 500, whether it's a thousand, that's a finite amount of people that you can reach as opposed to, you know, a podcast. So, um, you know, it was something that was a lot of folks were doing and the means were relatively cheap and we, uh, were able to hook up with a network, Epicast network. Um, and Buzzy and Nick knew a whole hell of a lot about podcasting and, you know, for me, I've always been a, a quality first person. Like, I don't want to do anything unless I feel that it is, it's of a certain standard, right? I mean, like, so, uh, you know, I, I had these YouTube videos, but like we spent hours, we spent three, four hours editing YouTube videos down to like five minutes because that's what, you know what I mean, like you, you know, it, it takes to put out a certain, you know, kind of product or whatever. So going into this, you know, on stage, same things, jokes, you got to play in it. With this podcast, we wanted to do the same thing, and Epicast allowed us to do that. Sound quality, um, you know, topics like growth, and just having that understanding between the, the you know the four of us, um, we 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 grew this platform. Um, and the Drinking Partners platform was really, really comedy is just an excuse to keep people drinking for three hours. <laughs> hey, that's what we do. We shooting the shit. You know, that's what we do. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it, it, you, you need something to go with that. Um, it, it's not just the alcohol, it's the, the atmosphere that, you know, the alcohol, like, lubes. it's the social lubricant, right? I mean, so we were very aware of that. We called a drinking partner as he started with, you know, bringing bottles of Henning in. I had bring in, like, I was just really starting in my, my drinking career, like, craft beer drinking career. Um, this was 2014. So, um, the, the industry around that time in Pittsburgh started to boom. Um, and I met up with, uh, full pint they sponsored an event and then we did a live podcast down at uh brew gentleman um another uh pretty uh you know high profile brewery here in the area and from that point they were like hey you know you guys are this is pretty cool uh why don't you why don't you guys go link up with you know dancing gnome and uh you know hitchhiker and and and, and grist house and we're like what do you what like so, like you know like it, typically when you go to Lowe's they don't be like oh you like hammers right <laughs> right 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 not to the competition yeah it seems like like what like, seems a little know, bit weird like I'm cheating on you like cheating on your barber <laughs> going to another guy yeah like y'all just going to get down like but like they have this understanding in the brew industry of, of the collaborative aspect that like. You know, it's hard to be a destination um, brewery. It's hard to be a destination anything. You know what I mean, like business, you know, if you have a strip of businesses, you're more likely to succeed than if you have a, a, your business out there on, on its own. And that mentality isn't really known, like, you know, it isn't common sense, right? 
And we see that, like, as, as it, so as a comedian, you know, looking at that mentality, we were like, oh, it kind of seems weird, but it, like, blew our minds. And it was like, all right, well, then why don't we apply this to comedy and arts in general, like, in life? Like, so instead of looking at other comedians and other artists, which typically happens as competition, oh, if he's over here telling jokes and they're over there do, you know, writing, you know, uh, writing songs or if they're over there doing this, then they're taking from my plate. But that's not that's not how it is. It's mm-hmm. yo, how about you doing something cool? I'm doing something cool I'm together. We could do, do it together. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and and they get that. They get that in the brewing industry. And we 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 were able to then like the podcast went from us just like trying to get our like promote ourselves to promoting others and saying, yo, like the the media isn't out here like covering your story, but we're interested. You know what I mean, like, and ultimately, the the theme of the podcast is we have some drinks. That's really it. I mean, we're it's, mm-hmm. it's drunken interviews, and some of them are <laughs> But ultimately, you know, it's a social lubricant. That's not the most important thing. Even when we're interviewing brewers, it's not the most important thing. I'm talking to them about how they got here. They're small businesses. Artists are small businesses, and 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 that that idea that. An artist is a small business and that, you know, um, and utilizing this platform to, to, to promote other folks, um, it grew and we were able to, we were even then able to do, um, you know, our comedy shows and we would, we would have the, we would have the brewers come down and, and sponsor them. Right. So I'm looking at these brewers and I'm like, y'all go to all these events and you get what, maybe 50 people to show up like, you know, 75 people to show up, maybe you spend all this time and effort, you give out like two kegs of beer, maybe they get drunk, maybe don't, just so you can promote or whatever. I got, a, I got like 150 to, to 250 people coming in here a night that, that have disposable income, that are willing to try new things, that want to support local businesses and like are looking for, for, for new, new experiences. Why don't you go pour for them? And, and and they did. They came down and they saw results. They would come on the podcast. We had talked to them, strike up a relationship. You know, I mean, kind of vet them to see, make sure that they weren't assholes. And then say, hey, how would you come down and, and pour some of your products at our comedy show? And we gave the product out for free. So our comedy shows sort out, you know, five dollars a ticket. We add beer to it, free BYOB. So we are in the theater. It's a BYOB experience. Uh, uh, we have craft beer pouring for free. And you have, you know, high quality uh, comedy and we're paying our artists a really good rate um, to be there. So we have a higher, a higher caliber of um, artists. And yeah. not only did, or were we, did we go from $5 to $25 for a ticket, but the breweries were like, yo, this is fucking phenomenal. And like every time I travel, they're like, why aren't we doing this here? And, you know, we were able like. Be- between the podcast and and the, the 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 brewing industry and the shows, I I was and, and the various other you know engagements that I was getting as a result, I was able to to piece together a, a pretty decent like living off of the beer industry. And I don't brew beer, right? I don't own a brewery. I have no. You know, I mean, like I have I have about twenty years of, of of food service industry, but that's it's a little different than owning and operating a brewery and. Right. And we were and, and we were like, you know, we're looking around and we're looking at this industry and we're like, 
yo, why are, why are we why are we the only why are we only ones here? Like every time we go to a new brewery and they're treating us with all this respect or whatever, which isn't the same way that you get treated if they don't know who the fuck you is, right? Right, right, and right, right. Like you know, when they know you in the door, it's like, oh shit, hey, how's it going? When they don't know you, it's like, are you sure you uh, are in the right place, sir? <laughs> right, right, right. right. So I can show like, you, you to know, the to the Budweiser section that's in the liquor store. Yeah, I mean, like, used to be like, sorry, we don't have Hennessy. Going to a brewery, I got pulled over twice. I was going out to write uh, an article about uh, a, a brewery, and I got pulled over on the way there and on the way back. Mm-hmm. A cop followed me out of the gas station onto the highway and pulled me over as soon as I got out. Did the whole nine. Like it's dangerous for us to leave our neighborhoods to try mm-hmm. these craft brews, and if, when the craft brew comes into the neighborhood, it's it's gentrified, right? So, you know, we're looking at like, you know, we're like, so we're looking at these issues and things of that nature. And we're looking at how we're able to benefit as artists, as black men, as folks that aren't directly tied to the industry. And we're saying, well, how do we get more people into that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's where the conversation started. And, you know, given our background with art, you know, with with the with the arts and entertainment and production, we said, okay, how about a festival? A festival is an atmosphere where, you know, and people kept saying to me, why don't you do a festival? I mean, years of doing all these shows or whatever, like, mm-hmm. oh, you do events, why don't you do a festival? And it was like, there's no point in doing another fucking beer festival. There's a there's a thousand of them every weekend, man. Like, I mean, like, it's, it's done. But mm-hmm. with this, it was like, okay, well, this has a purpose. I'm trying to build a safe space mm-hmm. for people to come in and network. Um, you know, I, I want people to, to I, I want people to have representation a place where people are being are, are, are successful that look like you that shit matters mm-hmm. you know i mean Definitely. to say if you can do it i can do it because that's how i like in, in comedy i saw somebody sell out of a show and i was at the same open mic as them and i was like well if you can do it i can do it it's just right. as simple as that you know what i mean like yeah. so being you know, putting people in that same space to say you know that that representation um you know networking um being able to ask questions without you know being an idiot being able to go to that place without dying on your way there. You know what I mean, like coming to the people as opposed to, you know, expecting the people to come to us, you know, affordable, affordable pricing on that. You know what I mean, again, you know, black people, yes, we can't afford beer, but the cost is an issue, especially when, you know, we're making, when, when, when we're, we, we have 10% of the wealth of, of white folks. You see what I'm saying? Like cost is an issue as well, you know, and, and, um, and then showcasing, like, you know, building a, building a table and inviting people to the table as opposed to looking for a seat there and saying, Hey, you know, we're, this is how we're doing things. And we built the festival in a way that there were no sponsorships. I mean, like there was no grant funding. There was no, it was all on the strength of, we kept the, we kept the overhead low. We, we worked with folks and we, and I I mean, I didn't, I don't, I didn't make it, I didn't make any money off this shit, but uh, I also didn't lose my house doing it. But we were able to do so in that first year, pay a lot of pay a lot of black folks, um, you know, to, you know, for their art and things of that nature off of that. And in, in this collaborative way that, like, you know, we, we start these conversations, a lot of a lot of breweries say, well, how do you get black folks? How do you get black folks to drink beer? And I'm like, you're 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 the same way you get white folks to drink beer. You you hire them. Like, you know right. I mean? like you pay them, right. I mean, like, right. craft beer, craft beer isn't isn't about the flavor. White folks were drinking Budweiser and all the other shit for fucking decades or whatever. Like right. what, what got people into craft beer and what what, what what separates craft beer from mass beer is the politics. 
is the small business aspect. It's an economical word, right? And when I go to a craft brewery, I'm giving my money to somebody that I know, that I trust, that is going to keep those dollars in our communities. That is a that is an aspect of the craft beer industry that everybody's like, oh, well, and now it's all cool and fancy, and we're talking about hops and flavors and this that, and the other. But that's not what the people that I interview, whenever I'm talking to them on the other side, are talking about. We're talking about the economics. What made it? What what what? what everybody can brew some shit in a basement, but how did you make this a business? And why, what what drove you to that? There was a passion, and there was the economics behind it. You know what I mean, and that's what. That's what we were saying, you know, like, so, so, so folks, so, so in that we, we have these collaborations and we go to, and we say, hey, okay, hey, go to somebody in the community that's already doing well, artist, uh, you know, an entrepreneur, politician or whatever, they've got their business, they, you know, I mean, or whatever. And we go to another, you know, business, small business, a brewery. And we say, hey, you could probably benefit better off of this collaboration than you would separately. And in that, you're having a conversation. You're introducing black folks to the industry in a way that isn't predatory. Um, and we're really not asking them for anything. I mean, like, you know, we're just going and saying, hey, this is an opportunity. I mean, take it or leave it. You don't, nothing's, people would call me up and be like, yo, how much is it to, to get in on these collaborations? And I'm like, bro, we ain't, in fact, we're paying you. Like, you know I mean, you, and in fact, you should, you should want to be paid for that. Like, I mean, like the fact that you're calling me and asking me how much for collaboration means that you don't have the understanding of your value and your worth and what you're bringing to this table here. And those right. are the conversations that we that we have with and say, hey, what is the value that you bring? How do you 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 utilize the beer industry to strengthen what you're already doing? And if if you like it so if you like it enough, yeah, maybe that's your whole thing, right? Maybe maybe the industry is what you do all, all the always, but there's accountants that don't brew or like beer. They make a hell of a lot of money off their brewing accounts. Lawyers, you know what I mean? Like, you know, hot farmers. I don't know, you know what I mean? They, don't, they might not even like beer, but they, they know how to fuck. They got a nice green thumb. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, and these are the things that, you know, in the black community, we have these stigmas about, you know, beer. And it's like, oh, well, you know, if we, uh, you know, like, oh, we, we don't want to indoctrinate people to drink. But motherfuckers drink already. Right. I mean, we're already spending the money. 14% of craft beer sales are black. Less than 1% is ownership. So we're not talking about increasing the amount of people that are drinking. We're talking about utilizing those funds in a more economical manner the way the white people did and keeping it in our communities. And that festival allows us to do that. The festival allows us to siphon funds and, and resources from the larger brewing industry in order to create an event that is is beneficial to the to the to the, the black community specifically for and and, 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 and where I'm, I'm I most excel at is the arts and entertainment industry because when you go to a brewery somebody designed this label somebody is playing Biggie in the background you know what I mean and you know like and 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 and, and, and people are drinking for the experience not just the booze so. Um, and, and typically there's a food truck somewhere. So we have, you know, we, we utilize um, that to, 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 to reach the broader food and, food and beverage industry. It, is, it really is a food and beverage industry. And the food that we have at the Fest, um, you know, is, is some of the best because, uh, you know, we're very intentional of uh, coming in and, and celebrating blackness. And in this area, I don't know how it is in Delaware, there's not a lot of, not a lot of celebration of black culture, um, you know, in, in our area. 
mean? Like, we, like you know, they have, they have the St. Patty's Day Festival. They have, you know what I mean? Like, we just started doing Juneteenth, like, last year or something like that. You know what I mean? And shout out to the organizers of that. But those are very recent events because of very recent events. And, you know, we need more, we need more celebrations of blackness, much like we celebrate Italian days and Polish days and Greek days and, and Jewish. Like, yeah, I mean, the Jewish or whatever. I mean, so we, we, we right, need those right. celebrating blackness and, you know, our festival done with a purpose. So speaking of that, like you're saying, like you, you need more of that, like how, you know, bringing it full circle to arriving at Fresh Fest of 2018, like how, what is, what was your, uh, your vision and or your uh, vetting process to bring in those uh, breweries um, and, and even the, the arts, the art side of it? How did you, what was your vision for it and how did you see it come to fruition? So, I mean, it was, it was, it started off with like existing relationships, right? So we had been interviewing breweries, like, I mean, especially like the, the folks in this area, um, I mean, at that point was four years in uh, 2018. So, you know, we had really good relationships with folks here in the area. So when we first started it, I was like, let's reach out to 10 folks. Yeah, I mean, let's get reach out like these cool, you know, like I saw that the brewing industry, you know, at least from the folks that I had, I had met and, 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 and folks with were a bunch of pot smoking hippies that didn't have a lot of hate. Yeah, I mean, they right. just were like, I was just trying to get into it, and like I didn't realize that by hiring my friends, I was, you know what I mean, like displacing people and this, that, and the other, whatever. How can I genuinely make a difference or whatever? Okay. So I was reaching out to 10 folks that I knew that I thought like, I could rock with real cool with, and, and then we were going to bring in like 10 black-owned breweries. My, my partner at the time was Mike, and Mike had a better understanding of the, the national black uh, brewery scene. So, you know, I would I, I set up the collaborations locally. He brought in the black breweries, I mean, nationally or whatever. And we were okay. going to just have 20. We were just going to have 20 breweries there, um, real small. Like, but then what ended up happening was we let the word out and people just started calling us. Like, I mean, sending us emails and she was like, hey, yo, uh, I heard y'all were doing a, a beer festival, um, a black beer festival. Can we get in? And I was like, um, you know that like you got to brew a beer for the festival and that like it's you got to brew it with a black person and that it's black as fuck, right? Like, you know what I mean? like, yeah, like, yeah, man, I'm sick of seeing bearded white dudes at the, all these fucking, like, yeah, I mean, hell yeah, how do we get down? Right, right. Like, so it went from, it quickly went from like, we reached out to like 10 breweries and then by the time of the fucking, like, so this, we, this started in uh, February of 2018. By, right. ju- by July of 20, uh, by July, we had 28 fucking breweries mm. um, yeah, I mean, like, and then another right. another 15, like, uh, black-owned breweries, like, so it went from 20 to, like, almost 40, like, breweweries, and we didn't, like, this is the first brew festival we ever did, like, we're like, yo, right. what, can we even, yeah, I mean, so we had, we had this. Like, venues and shit, okay. <laughs> it just, it grew so much because it was so much support, but that support came, the vetting process was more or less, you know, having that conversation, you know I mean, um, and then, you know, looking, you know, doing it, looking, Looking into them, saying, "All right, you know, like, do you have any like real issues in your in your blatant past?" Right? You had uh, Yingling reach out. We had uh, I see light. We have a lot of like we've had a lot of folks reach out that it, you you do a couple of Googles and they're hugging Trump and it's like that's not it, bro. You know what I mean, yeah, like, not um, at all, right. not at all. Founders, founders reached out to us right before all that shit hit the fan. 
we toured their facilities, looked at, like, had a conversation with them, was like, nah. And then, like, that shit hit the fan right before our festival. We dodged a bullet on that because it was like, we don't feel like you're 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 in the right place. You're just trying to buy, you're just trying to buy a black friend, right? Yeah, I mean, so right. it's, it's the conversations yeah. that we have. And, 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 and as a result, you know, we've, we've lost a lot of money. Like, and when I say lost, we've turned down a lot of funds. And mm. festival building, I don't know if you know anything about it, but it requires a lot of funds. Right. <laughs> so it's it's hard, right? It's hard. It's a it's a hard path, but we always chose the hard path in getting here. Even with our comedy shows, I would lose money on comedy shows, but I paid the artists right because you know, and and I would have comics come to me and be like, "Hey, yo, I see that the room is a little light. You sure that you you want to pay me that?" And I'm like, "Bro, if it was sold out, I wasn't going to pay you more." <laughs> right, right. You see what I'm saying? Like, right. so you shouldn't expect That's less. You, we right. had agreed upon Don't terms. worry about my profit margin. Yeah, I mean, we had agreed upon right. terms. We walked in, and and I'm a I'm a I'm a man of my word, and you should be a man of your word too. And you should expect that shit. I came in and did a job. I failed as a promoter. That was my job to bring the people into that into right. The sense, right? Right, right, right. And it was, and, and, it, and it's the same. And because of that, we were able to build a higher quality of show. People mm-hmm. knew when they came in. There were agreed upon terms. I knew what the risks were when I walked in, and I agreed upon it when I walked out. And when I when it happened, if I if I, if I sell five tickets, those five fucking people are gonna have the best time in their goddamn lives, and then they're gonna go walk out and tell other folks. And that the same thing with the festival is, okay, we might lose on the short term, but what are what are we doing in the long term if we're really talking about pushing a message and and and, and longevity? If you let motherfuckers in that just want to buy black friends, that shit that it it fails quickly. Right. Yeah, I mean, like we're in the age of social media, you yeah. can't hide shit anymore. I mean, it's right. only a matter of time before anything comes to light. So, you know, with the vetting process, it's not only do we do our own individual vetting process, but that you have to you have to have a you know quote unquote black friend. Yeah, I mean, you have to have like a black friend got to bring you to the cookout. So, right. if you're collaborating with them, I expect that that person who is a very sound and mind individual that has a private business and, and doesn't want to risk their their brand, right? And I mean, these are you know black folks don't just mingle with anybody. They're having a conversation. And if in that collaboration, they hit us up and be like, yeah, I was talking to them and they wilding out. Then they wilding out. That clearly did, it didn't work out. Right. You see what I'm saying? But ultimately, yeah, I mean, we expect those, those that, that be, we expect the, collabor- the collaborators to be a second level of the vetting process because, yeah, I mean, they'll, they, they'll have a better understanding of whether or not they're getting the room to, to, to speak. Um, in that is it is it just a all right come in here we got this thing that we want to sell put your name on it and then like push it out or is it a real conversation hey what do you like to drink right yeah i mean like what is it you know like and that's the thing a lot of a lot of black folks you know think that uh hop you is hoppy it is and it's not just black folks it's anybody that's not in the craft beer world yeah i mean they they they, they, when they think craft beer they think hoppy they think weird i mean they don't know that craft beer can taste like just about anything you want it so with this process, you know, it, 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 it's imperative that we're listening to the people in these collaborations. If not, they're not going to be able to effectively go out and say, hey, this is something I'm proud of. And this is something that I think that you should invest your time and efforts into as well. So so I've got some questions in terms of like from the initial buzz when you first reached out to people and you saw people were really interested in it. You can, you could see that that something was happening. Um, but you don't really know because logistically it hasn't hasn't actually went off yet. So when exactly did you feel like it was it right after the festival or like maybe a couple months after that you were like, oh, we have something here or was it not until you started planning 
for the next step for the next year that you realize like, yo, this is really something that could, could really be something sustainable and we could really uh, do a lot of change and do a lot of good. Like how, when did that come to effect that, or was it ever in the in mention you said, I need to do the work. No, nah, I don't know. I don't know if this shit is sustainable, man. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean, it's hard to entertain it, bro. Like, you know, you focus on the past, your ass would be a has what, right? You know what I mean, so right. you know, like we had a successful event, but ultimately, like you know, they're 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 like it's an ongoing it's an ongoing thing, right? Like it's a this is just a means to an end, right? Um, and I mean, and this means may not always be the same same. I mean, I, I over the last four years of festival mm-hmm. building, we've had a lot of success. Um, we've started a lot of conversations. I've seen real tangible results. Um, people getting into the industry, more money flowing into the hands of black folks. And it's, it's, it's successful. But I don't know if it will always be successful. I don't know if this is the medium that I'm going to always be in to, to utilize this as I get older. Maybe I'm not maybe I'm not throwing festivals. Maybe I'm speaking in other ways. Maybe I'm doing this that, and the other. I mean, like, but ultimately I'm focused on a goal. And this currently is is the thing that is helping most uh, uh, attain those. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it like, you know, every year has been different. We haven't been able to. So the first year we had, you know, we expected 700 people. We had 1200 people come in, um, you know, like we ran out of cups. Like we only ordered, we only ordered fucking, we only ordered eight hundred cups. Like right. we, like, people came in and, and we had to go to restaurant depot and and get glasses and then go back and get more and get more glasses and then the restaurant depot closed. So then we had to go get like like plastic Dixie cups and shit. Right? I'm running around this festival and I'm seeing motherfuckers like walking around with a rocker glass of beer and I'm like, yo, where'd you get that fucking glass? You you bringing glass into my beer? And they're like, yo, they gave this to me at the at the desk and I'm like, what? And I went over to the desk and they're like, yeah, we ran out of shit. I I, I don't know. We just had to get this something. Like, make, we had to make do. Yeah, we, right. yeah, we just you know we did whatever was necessary. Right? I mean, and we took the ticket type price down, right? Yeah, I mean, every time, every time. Okay, so this ain't got a logo, so you got it. Here's a five dollars off, and here's a Dixie cups, ten dollars off, right? Yeah, I mean, like. Right. Ultimately, we were just we were we were doing what we needed to do. Um, and then we looked at what happened. We looked at the, the successes. We looked at the failures and how we could improve. And then we said, all right, let's do it again. Um, but the way that we did it the first year wasn't. Again, it needed lots of improvement. So we did it again the next year. This time we doubled the capacity. We were indoors and outdoors. The number, the, the number yeah. of people, all, of the, all the aspects of that. The completely different festival, the amount of time and preparation. We did the first festival in, in eight months. The second festival, we had a whole year of planning to do so. Mm-hmm. It was much larger. It's a different festival. It's a different beast. The, the mission, the, the understanding, the partnership changes. Right. Um, then after that, you know, there was, a, you know, me and my partner parted ways. Now, now it becomes, a, okay, well, then what is, what is this festival? Um, how, like, how, what are the directions that, that it, it goes and what it, what it needs to be, um, halfway through planning a pandemic happens. Right. So now I'm planning a, a fucking digital festival. What the fuck is, even is a digital festival? What is virtual? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, like, right, like right. you know, it's, a, it, it's a, do we need a, vir- like, what the fuck are we even doing? Right. Um, and then we come out of that and now we're going back into post pandemic. Well, you know, again, Every year it's changed and it and it's and it's, mm-hmm. it's evolved. This year we're now focused on cleanliness. We're focused on 
um, the, 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 the health issues, the disparities in, in the black community as, you know, as, as accentuated by the pandemic. The fact that people don't feel a need to be vaccinated, don't feel a need to socially distance. These are these are messages that we, you know, again, community, because ultimately we're trying to uplift black folks. And if we as a festival aren't taking into consideration all of those things, then, you know, we fail. So it, it continues like I'm an entertainer. I didn't expect to I didn't expect to to, uh, to sell and ship and distribute beer across the country. But ultimately, people can't get the beer unless those brewers can afford the hops, can afford the grains. So people come to us and they say, hey, I found an opportunity for these folks to, to do that. So now, we, now we're connecting breweries, Black-owned breweries, with grain folks and then finding ways for them to sell that through you know, direct-to-consumer or retailers, as well as providing opportunity networking in person. This festival... What it was four years ago has become like yeah. five different businesses now. Uh, right? Yeah, for sure. So it, it's it, and 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 I don't get paid well off of any of them. And <laughs> and, it, and it, it it's a it's 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 one of those things that it it it's a it, it's it's go, it's going well enough that the, like the mission is succeeding, mm-hmm. and every year it's a conversation as to mm-hmm. will it continue how it will continue and who, who will continue that because you know um you know if I, I i hope that if i were to 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 leave this earth and when i do leave this earth that hopefully somebody whether it's flow fest or whatever the fuck they call it can take can take lessons from that and continue continue that work elsewhere i hope that i can someday go to a black beer festival that i ain't fucking throw man because then sh- like, sh- like <laughs> it's a lot of work now. Yeah, it's a lot of joy. I love to be you know, me, and, and if we're the only ones doing it, then that means we're not doing something right. Yeah, you know I mean, it right. means that, like, you know, it, it means that it, it's it's not sustainable. It's, it, it, people aren't learning. We're not we're not educating right. in the way that we need to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't I don't know if it's a, I don't I don't know when it's something or or if it, it'll ever be something. I mean, mm-hmm. you make a good point when you said you know just that the fact that there if it's this is the only festival, uh, you know, then we're not doing something right. Because in my in my head, I'm thinking uh, that there's probably just during the course of trying to uh, rebrand or, you know, change the vision or change just the whole uh, kind of concept, so to speak, but still keep it to what you, you, you know best has, you know, it, it's changed so much. Like, how, how are you how are you sleeping knowing that this September day is like coming up? And you've got these high expectations of what 2018, 2019, and what 20 had, you know, become. And and now you've got this, you know, you've got this uh, whole new kind of like rebirth of a festival to to execute. What what's your sleep patterns like, bro? <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing I got some sleep during the pandemic, man. Uh, okay. So I'll, I'll say that uh, it's. It's not. So my summers have, um, I don't know. I mean, so I'm, I'm, I've always hustled my whole life. Man. I mean, okay. like I've always had multiple jobs. Um, and I'm, I think my, my issues uh, as I grow older are trying to learn how to say no um, and okay. learning when, like, you know what I mean? It's like I, I can do a lot, but, like, I can't do it all. And right. I, I got to take I, I got to put the mask on myself before 
um, assisting other passengers. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, mental health is, is, is huge. And I do, I, I try to, I try to take that, but I also, I do that knowing that, um, my summers are, are, are more work intensive these days. Um, so, you know, leading up to that, I, I try to take, you know what I mean? Frequent breaks. Um, you know, I do a dry month in April because I know that a lot of the business meetings that I'm taking are going to, you know, involve maybe some drinking. And I want to, I want to remind myself that, you know, this is a, and it, this is a toxin that I'm putting into my body. I mean, this That's isn't just important, a, you know, business lubricant that, you know, or whatever. So there's ways that I've had to, it is, it's a, it's like a marathon. Like I honestly, like if I'm, if I'm looking at it, like I, I, I treat it like an athlete, like training. Yeah, I mean, and like there's a routine that I've been able to build over the years, understanding, you know, first and foremost, before, you know, when I did have a day job, I would have to balance, you know, working 60 hours a week in a day job and then working 30 to 40 hours a week, you know, in a night in a night gig, you know, doing comedy shows in the weekend, writing jokes. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, posting online, things of that nature. I had to have a balance of some sort. So then when the festival right. came in, that first year, first two years, and, and this isn't the first festival. I, I used to be the... Uh, I was a stand-up director of the Pittsburgh Comedy Festival for three years okay. before starting the um, start, before starting this fest. Before this fest, so I had an understanding of the festival all these details and things of that nature, or whatever. So then, mm-hmm. you know, but I had never done it all. My, you know, it, like my, like held my own. I was part of a, a larger, a much larger boarding committee, right? So. Right. Um, you know, starting my own, I, I, I think to myself, okay, well, this is happening and I've built these routines. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I'm not going to be sleeping until September, like 18, uh, after a couple <laughs> more work checks. I mean, like, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I like it, it, like ultimately the pressure about when it comes to, you know, expectations or whatever, um, you know, ultimately, I try to build the best experience when I'm on stage and, and when we're building, when we're building, you know, this festival or whatever, I don't know shit about beer. Um, I don't, I don't know really shit about like, you know, painting or music or, um, or any of the fucking things that, that, that make a festival come together. But Mm -hmm. I rely on people that are smarter than me. Um, so there, there's a guy that, that we have Dom that runs, uh, uh, the, the talent acquisition. He's much better at that than I am. Um, you know, I, ultimately I don't do it alone. Um, you know, I mean, I have other people that are losing sleep with me on it. I mean, because we're stronger together than, than we are apart. So, you know, there are people that will, you know, I, I come the day of, um, last year, uh, I keep saying last year, but 2019, um, you know, a friend of mine, Dave, who owns a, a meadery, he came in with a fucking toolkit. And was like, yo, if anybody's jockey box breaks down, let me know. I didn't even know jockey boxes were a thing that need <laughs> repair. But this motherfucker was Johnny on the spot, crowning hops. The shit broke down. He came in, ooh, 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 couple of uh, 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 couple adjustments. Like, you know, and 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 that's the thing, right? You're like mm-hmm. that's what I've learned in this festival is that I'm not in it alone, and right. and that's why last right. year, whenever you know the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, let's just cancel it. And mm-hmm. folks were like, listen, yo, even if you do something virtual, let's do something. Like, this is the mission should continue. It's important. We should do something. So I listened to other people. And yeah. and then, and, and Garrett Oliver, he, he, he was like, yo, why don't you do something virtual? And I was like, well, I mean, if Garrett won't say it, then I can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? You know, and in building that, 
I went to people that were smarter than me. I went to our, 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 our digital company that we work with in our podcast studio and said, hey, is this something that we can do? You know the technology better than that. I went to our producers. Do you know, is this something that we can do? I went to the artists. Is this something that we can do? I went to venues. Hey, all the folks that are doing this, do you know something? And we ended up coming out of this pandemic stronger because we built this virtual aspect of it, mm-hmm. much like you were saying on the podcast, right? You get to mm-hmm. you get to uh, reach so much more people on this virtual side. Right. I mean, like the guests that you can come on, like we found that with our podcast right. too. We're like, wait, you mean I can have anybody? Right. <laughs> it used to be right. like, oh, you gonna be in town? Now it's right. Like, right. Why? Because the pandemic pushed these this meeting Streamyard. I didn't yeah. hear about Streamyard until the pandemic. Yeah, Right, right. The pan. I mean, Zoom too. Yeah, I mean, Zoom. The whole, the whole nine. All this pandemic pushed it, and and we are now in a better place. If you were, if you were, if you kept, if if you if you were able to adjust as as black folks typically do. Yeah, I mean, like we 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 can't just be we can't just be chameleons. We're chameleons. Yeah, we gotta like like whatever was yesterday. That ain't what it is tomorrow. We can't just rest on that. We always need to innovate and. And through this festival, I just, you know, our message is always in this festival is the action, right? We don't mm-hmm. just talk about it. We're not just online. We're just, we're, we're saying actionably, if you do this, you'll have better results. And we're actually mm-hmm. seeing that. And when you come to this festival, it is the best like beer festival you've ever been to. Mm-hmm. I can say that because I've talked to people that have been to festivals mm-hmm. throughout the world and they have, yes, why? Because it's a it, it be, because it's proof in action, mm-hmm. and and the the beer industry needs us. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether they whether they admit it or not, they need us, and we mm-hmm. have built a table where folks can come in, and, and and as a result, that puts you're right. It puts a lot of pressure on us to constantly innovate. But mm-hmm. I know a lot of black people, so I'm not worried about it. That's really all mm-hmm. it is. You know right. what I mean? Like, I mean, nobody's gonna. They're not gonna. If it's whack. I got motherfuckers, yo, man. If I tweet something wrong, motherfuckers will hit me up. Hey, yo, is this? I don't know if that, like, yeah, I done. Right? Yeah, come on, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's a, you know. So I, I, I you know, I, 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 again, that's why I say I hope that if I were to leave, this would continue on in some capacity because I'm not the only. I, I didn't make this fest. The community makes this fest. Right. I, 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 I agree with you. I think that, um, you know. For a number of different reasons, I look I look at you. I look at this festival um, as being a super uh, positive influence for you know our community or before our 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 race uh, mainly. Uh, you we we haven't given you these flowers because we saw you at the festival. We saw you guys all hard at work, but we um, definitely left there as a as a group or as a podcast just even as 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 four black men that are interrelated uh feeling like that this was the best uh beer fest experience that we had ever had in our in our lives uh so it definitely was for me yeah i mean in in that all of us kind of have different ranges of of, of experience at podcast, I mean, at, at festivals from maybe we've been to one, maybe had, we had been to to none, but it was all of our first time at a Black Brew Festival to to this magnitude and was able to go there. I mean, we, we, had, we had our work hats on, but we were able to still have fun, enjoy it, and, and man, so. Yeah, I didn't even know that many Black people drink 
drink. That was definitely the best festival that I right. that I've uh, that I've attended. Yeah, but that's what that you know. And I mean, that brings me to the question: like, what? What possibly could have taken place between you and your partner that canceled out the first fest, like that that broke that up because it was so big and it was like big for for the culture? Like, what possibly could have? I'm, I just be thinking, like, what could have made that take place? You know, for something so big, it was beautiful. It, it, it was it, it same thing, man. It, it's same thing that breaks up all the niggas. Money, man. Like, I mean, let's just be let's just be real. It's it's money, right? You know, and ultimately, ultimately, we just had a difference in opinion. Right. I felt that I should be paid for my work and he didn't. So, uh, you know, I like and, you know, I, I was foolish and, and I'm very open with with that conversation. Right. As an artist, as an artist, I did not put checks and balances in place to protect myself. I was very trusting. I did what I knew. I said, hey, this is my lane. That's your lane. I'm not more, I'm not like the business savvy. I'm a hustler, right? Like I know how to make money, but there's a difference between making money and managing money. Right. And like, you know, all of the legalities of that. And like, this was the biggest thing to date that I had done off the, like off the books, right? Like I had done comedy shows for years, but like, I wasn't like, I didn't have a real business doing that. I mean, I was making good money, but it wasn't on the, on the table money. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was yeah. cash, yeah. cash transactions. Da, 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 da. That's how the entertainment, that's how a, a large portion of the entertainment business is or whatever. So, you know, right. in doing this, it happened so fast. We had it, we, we, we sit down in January of 2018. By 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 August of 2019, it's a it's a it's a six-figure venture. Multiple six-figure high-end venture, right? Yeah. That's yeah. that's quick. And in that, like I'm just, we're just on the ground getting it done, right. getting it done. Like, hey, yeah. like not, I'm not, I'm not worried about execute. money. Right. That's, that's, that's going to come. Not, that's going to come. Right. That's going to come. Right. Mind. I mean, that's if I do come. what I need to do, that's going to come, but I need to get the shit done. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's on the ground. It's, it's getting, it's getting, getting it done. So then whenever it's done and everybody's packed their bags and gone home mm-hmm. and we're all like, all right, cool. Right. It's at the end of any show. Let's break bread. Let's everybody divide. Let's everybody get their checks. And there's, it's a, it's a, okay, well, I see it differently than you. And you're like, oh, it's, oh, oh, you know, the, 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 the agreed, the agreed, the agreed upon terms mm-hmm. were the agreed upon terms. And now you're changing it because, you know, and, and at that point it, it, it got ugly. So, you know, ultimately I placed that blame on myself. Had I, and people say, oh man, you should get a contract or whatever. I was like, yeah, I'll get on it. I'll get on it. But first, I got to book these fucking brewers. I got to go get some right. water junk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I got I to gotta build this fucking festival. I'll get to that. And there was enough yeah. trust there. Foolishly, you know, in hindsight, there were, there were you know, there's always red flags. But foolishly, in hindsight, I probably should have, you know what I mean, got a lawyer, should have had some contracts in place. More, more ink should have been there. I should have had more mm-hmm. oversight. Mm-hmm. But I learned that lesson. It was a, it was a, it was a growing pain. Yeah, I mean, and it, and it taught me that what got me here won't get me there and i immediately after that trademarked got some got got my llc eventually i mean finally yeah i mean and i filed my business taxes this year like yeah i mean i got my credit score up and shit like yeah i mean i'm like yo this business oh, shit. You, you must have found you a white woman over this <laughs> <laughs> two of them two of them hey, don't, 
Don't don't be great crediting no white people on this podcast. I'm on my dean because I, I didn't want to. I'm over here preaching to black folks about how they should treat themselves as a small business and demand what they worth. But I ain't have my shit in, in order. Yeah, I mean, it was I was like you I didn't was, even realize that you was a small business, too. It's like yeah, you didn't even I, realize I, I, that you were doing you were a small business. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I will see. I didn't I, I realized I was a small business. I didn't realize I needed to be a, an official small business. Yeah, I mean, right, and that's the right. thing. Like I had these mm-hmm. mentality of like, okay, treat it like this. I'm mm-hmm. gonna put this amount of work in. But I like again, when it comes to on the books and like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the that shit, that shit matters. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where I'm at in my journey is is mm-hmm. is is really again, I know how to make money. I was running a small business for years, but it was, you know, it was again cash in hand or whatever. Now I'm learning the, right. the like the ways that I can protect myself in all deals, myself and right. other people. Right? right? I mean, when I open up this, we both that handshake shit is cool, but like if you have a, 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 a disagreement, how are you gonna? I mean, prove that in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, exactly. and, and what you find is that court is expensive, uh, mm-hmm. and typically the only people that are that are that are gonna win are lawyers. Right. Uh, right. So yeah. Ultimately, that's what that's what broke up the. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just like, I, I look, we we had a disagreement. We we fought hard over it, very hard. Um, I felt that you know uh, things, you know, and and I felt that there was some advantage being taken from the, the community, right? You know, there were uh, there were four hundred tickets sold last year to uh, Fresh Fest, um, as it were, and um, the money was the money was taken, but nothing was given back in in, in return for that and i've been left to hold that so if you come to, if you if you had a ticket to fresh fest last year 2020 you get the flow fest for free this year mm-hmm. that the swag bag all the beer all the things that's a cost to us that's a very that's a very big cost to us but for sure we believe yeah. in that because you you put the money at the, because my name was on it at the time right mm-hmm. so if, if it was promised it, Cool, he got that, but ultimately he got that off of my name because I was foolish enough to allow him to take your money off of my name. So mm-hmm. I'm going to make that right for you because w- moving forward, moving forward, if you're dealing with me, you're dealing with me, and this is how I do business. And honest that's broker, I mean. honest broker. You know what I mean? So that's 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 where you know. So like, yeah, I mean, and 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 I was afraid. You know, with the with the rebrand that people were going to be like, well, I don't even know what that is. Fuck you and peace out. But what I found was that people people weren't people weren't um, committed to the to the name. They were committed to the cause and and Mm -hmm. and to the folks that were putting in the hard work. And it was pretty easy to see, you know, after time, I mean, like who was actually putting on the work and, you know, who was just claiming um, that they were, you know, 90 percent of the festival. Well, go ahead, because I know what y'all going to ask. My my thing is with the new festival. What am what am I ex- expecting to yeah exactly. to uh-huh. experience? That's my question. So it's going to be uh, a lot of like 2019. Um, we're going to say, have... no <laughs> say no more. <laughs> say no more. I'm coming. Say no more. That's all I want to make sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this year we it's, it's dope, right? So we got we got an in person event and a virtual event, right? Okay. So the virtual event we got. Uh, so let me start with the in person event. The in person event. Is Friday from nine to five. We got two speakers on at a time um, for from nine to five, and it's going to be conferencing, right? At uh, Double Tree, Green Tree, two ballrooms. Uh, we'll have discussions. Uh, we'll have podcasts. We'll have discussions on you know 
um, some inclusivity. And again, these discussions, yeah, we're going to have some inclusivity discussions and whatnot, but I don't want it to be the same. Everybody show up and be like, well, what was it like being black? Like, right. I think it's old, right? You know what I mean, like, we, we, we want to talk about small businesses. Uh, you know what I mean, we want to talk about the legalities. We want to talk about contracts. We want to talk about uh, opportunities um, that are available to, to folks. We want to have some light uh, conversations, some interviews, get to know some of the folks that are that are doing well. Um, we want to have some of that beer geek shit. How do you keep your quality control? You know I mean, how many times we open up and had an effective beer off somebody? You know I mean, right. you know, we need we need that. So we want we want that yes. that industry perspective, that that ability. Um, the uh, the head chef of the hotel is a black man, Chef Evans. He's going to pair with uh, Allegheny City Brewing um, to make a collaboration beer, and then he's going to come up with. Um, uh, food, food and beer pairings oh, that are going to be served for free, uh, you know, for, for the lunch uh, for that. Uh, there are only 250 VIP tickets available out of 5,000, um, and we only allow 500 people, well, 250 plus 100 tickets, and then there's brewers. So ultimately, there's only 350 people that can actually buy their way into that room. Um, when we say VIP, we really mean VIP. It doesn't mean you just get a ticket and you can just go come here early. I mean, it's an experience, right? Um, and we want folks, we want to separate, like, you know, the there's just passers that are or whatever to the folks that are like, you know what? I want to invest in my future. You see what I'm saying? I want to, you know I mean, I want to, I want to have that, that experience, uh, you know, on a different level. I got friends that'll be like, oh, I should get a VIP. And I'm like, I don't think that you really want a VIP experience. You want to just come and drink for a while. Go get that $50 general admission ticket, bro. Right, right. right. And I mean, right. I guess you have to, <laughs> right. you're trying to do this for a living. There's no right. need for you to be there at 9 o'clock in the morning at the Green Tree Hotel, man. I don't even want to be at that motherfucker at 9 o'clock. <laughs> 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 you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but, you know, so, you know, but and, and, and the capacity, again, we have to think of safety, right? So we're indoors. Um, that ballroom holds 900 people. The max we're going to have is 500. There's going to be some room. We're going to we're going to require a mask if you're not restaurant rules. If you're up and about and you're moving around, put your mask on, bro. You know I mean, like if you're sitting at the table, cool, vaccinated. You know I mean, um, we at from from seven to ten that Friday, we'll have a bottle share. Folks are going to come in. You know I mean, we'll have four food stations set up, uh, one food station for each um, style: dark, uh, dark ales, lagers, sours, and uh, IPAs. Mm-hmm. Food pairings, folks will serve it. I mean, like you'll you, you'll bring it, you'll set it at your station or whatever. And other folks will serve it because, again, cleanliness. Uh, always, you know, what I mean, looking looking at that. Uh, Saturday, twelve to nine. So from twelve to three, we have the VIP experience at Southside Works. Mm-hmm. Um, only two hundred and fifty people can get into that, and that's only two hundred and fifty people. You can't. Is that the that. same? Is that the same two hundred and fifty from Friday, or is that a new yep. set? No, it's only that VIP from Friday is the same VIP that Bro, we got a VIP. same VIP. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. So, I got the <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna be going. <laughs> yeah, so you $250 gets you three days. I mean, and okay. you, you won't see the same folks all three days. I mean, Look, book it, book it, book right. it, Dano. Book it, Dano. Yeah, I mean, Go ahead and splurge on yourself, baby boy. We got two. We got two indoor spots. Uh, so Southside Works is like this, this like outdoor mall type spot, right? Mm-hmm. So like one of the spaces used to be an old H and M. The other one is like used to be a, a, a Sir La Table or whatever. So we got those two spaces that we're gonna open up. Throw some DJs in there. Throw some um, catered. I don't know if you guys got to the catered event, or whatever. It'll be some. It'll be catered. 
Um, we'll have some exclusive beers there, uh, and we'll have a podcast. Um, Any Philly cheesesteaks? He didn't think about that until today, Yoda. He didn't think yeah. about that until <laughs> no, today. No Philly cheesesteaks? Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll have the drinking partners podcast. Our last guest was Garrett Oliver. Our first guest was Celeste Betty. Shout out to Celeste. Um, and we will, uh, you know, we'll do that from twelve to three. Three to five is early admission. Um, at that point, uh, we'll go outside. And those those uh, two spots for the VIP that are there. There's only two hundred fifty people on those two indoor spaces. Um, those are those are available for the VIPs throughout the, the course of the festival. Um, I mean, oh, like okay. they, they can come in and out. They get exclusive bathrooms and little treats and shit like that. You know I mean, and that's cool. If they want to just come out and and get away from the folks. You know I mean, um, but at three o'clock we open up the rest of the five thousand. Right, so we got four stages. Um, you know, we'll have four stages. Uh, four stages. What? More, okay. You said more. How many stages? More. Four. Stages. Four. And we got a, We got a, We got a VIP stage. They got the DJ stage there. We have the main stage in the center. We have the amphitheater next to the river, and we have another stage uh, uh, up up closer to the hot metal bridge. They just uh, sound metal, like a lot, man. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of five. Yeah, you might you, you might have had one too many. Yeah, but, yeah, I got a five. yeah I got a five. We, we got Except we got four, four stages. Um, we'll also have live artists, much like 2019. You'll have artists doing live paintings around yeah, around the yeah. space and whatnot. We have 75 breweries coming in, uh, 40 of which will be black owned. 35 collaborations. Mm. Um, we will have 150 vendors total. Food trucks that that includes food trucks. Um, you know, folks selling their wares, uh, however they get down. And we will also um, have a job fair slash science fair. Uh, that we're uh, coordinating uh, currently with the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Brewers Guild, Massive Brewers Association, and uh, Pointland Park College, a uh, mm-hmm. local college here that has a brew school. Um, mm-hmm. They will be uh, so wraparound programs were very uh, uh, popular um, okay. and effective in social services. So when we introduce a family, right? So you can bring your kids and your dogs here, right? Because we're banning it. So when you bring your kids here, you can you can go to this job fair slash science fair portion of it and you can say hey um i'm trying to get into the beer industry whether i'm just trying to get a a job you know doing kegs i'm trying to be a tap room manager i'm trying to be an assistant brewer a head brewer i'm trying to open up my own brewery you can come to this spot and we have small business um uh uh incubation um, services, right? We have folks that, you know, you're looking for loans, or you're looking for education, we'll have folks mm-hmm. set up there for that. Are you looking for a job? We'll have a job board that you can sign up for. Are you looking for, oh, are you a kid and you want to get into sciences, right? You want to get the chemistry, biology, um, you know, engineering. Hey, look at the science fair here. Come play with some of these, That's you know, awesome. like, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, let's play with some of these this, and the other, because even if you uh, don't go into the brew industry, a microbiology degree is going to be a good thing. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. we, 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 we will have, we'll have that set up. Um, and again, it's all outdoors. The venue holds 13,000, uh, but we will only have 5,000 people. So that again, and I, I, I don't know if you remember 2019, we don't like to be, we don't like to be cramped. Right. And, I mean, we like to have a little bit of room to, you know, room. Breathe yeah. a bit. You know I mean? that was pre pandemic. 
we 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 really want more room this time around. So mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll have that from twelve That's to nine, and then mm-hmm. Sunday we'll wrap up with the uh, Brewers brunch. Uh, folks mm-hmm. will come in. Um, there'll be some food, beer pairings. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. everybody will you know that and and peace out before they flight on Sunday. Again, right, we're right. saying two hundred people. Uh, uh, for Friday, so mm-hmm. that's the that's the festival top and bottom from the in person and the virtual mm-hmm. side of that is we have um, virtual coverage of all the conferencing on Friday, mm-hmm. coverage of the DJ and the bottle share um, mm-hmm. that evening, okay. six channels okay. on uh, six channels on Saturday, um, a channel for each stage, a brewing channel okay. where we'll have uh, actual live brewing and interviews with the brewers. Um, a cooking channel that will have mm-hmm. pre-recorded uh, uh, content with chefs Ugh. brewing with beer, right? So, I mean, food service industry <laughs> brewing with beer, and then we're also releasing beer in the United Kingdom. We call it the English Channel. Um, you know, we're working with Rock Leopard. Uh, we're working with um, Paul Jones from Cloudwater to do a limited release of beer there, and to also bring in some aspects from you know the brewing industry. How, how how black folks are getting down in England, maybe even some some interviews with some folks in Africa, because, again, it's a virtual uh, uh, event. Uh, we want to get those perspectives. Yeah. And we have 16 beers um, that are uh, shipping to 25 states through Tavor. And these are all black collaborations, right? So we wow. have, they're either brewed directly at a black-owned brewery or in conjunction with a black-owned brewery. Um, and, you know, again, that that puts money. That's a guaranteed sale into the hands mm-hmm. of black folk. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean, right. like, those those black breweries. And if, if if because there's not a lot of black owned breweries that can meet 15 barrels in the in in the way that we need them to do so, we mm-hmm. have the ability to you know promote their brand and say, hey, all right, cool. Well, let's pair you with Trillium. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I mean, so, let me so, see so, what you're like. Let's let, let, why don't you go have a conversation with Trillium and see mm-hmm. you know what they're doing over there, and maybe they got some some support and some some ways and some tips that can get you to that next level. At least that's a good relationship to have. And mm-hmm. now your brand is getting out to twenty five states, and you know what? Maybe even somebody in your own state didn't even know that you existed, right. and now that's now true. you're in the Trillium. Like, oh shit! Right. All right, let me go support yeah. those folks. Right. You see oh, what I'm yeah. saying? It's actionable. It's not. Yeah. It's not just a talk. It's not just like oh yeah. Let's just like ah oh, let's get together and drink. How do we put money in the, in the hands of black people? All the all of the artists that are getting paid for this festival. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, all of the all the breweries getting paid. Um, you know I mean, you know, we got we got a uh, uh, we got Martin grains um, providing grains um, at a at a at a at a in a way that is high quality, affordable, mm-hmm. and on a plan that allows the brewer to brew the beer, make the money, and then pay back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because those lines yeah. of credits dried up in pandemic times. Right, right, right. For black folks. Now, right. white folks still get a little bit of that <laughs> oh. leniency. You know what I'm right, right. Yeah. But we ain't get that. You see what I'm saying? So we yeah, had to find, yeah. you know, we had to figure out how do we get how do we get over that step? We bring in we, we go down, we go further down the supply chain. I got um, I got a question for you. So um, I got a yeah, question. That's, that's what you expect this year with, with, with the festival. I'm ex- I'm excited with, all with, over again. With the with the virtual part of the festival. If I'm at the festival at the time, will I be able to go back and look at the virtual part at a later yep. time? Yes, okay. you will. I mean, okay. and then that's yeah. Now, so the virtual fest, so the Tavor, the, the Tavor and the virtual fest, you have to buy them separately. Uh, I think we shipped out about five dollars a beer last year. 
So you'll expect that, you know, I mean, somewhere around there that this time around. So you're looking at about $80 for the 16, the bundle of 16. Uh, you know, we got Allagash, other half. Uh, we got uh, Jay Wakefield uh, on there. We got, you know, St. You know, Isla, you know, Isla Street, uh, War Cloud. Uh, you know, we got, uh, we, we, we got some folks on there. So, um, yeah. And then, and then, um, shit, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like you were talking about the whole shipping of the beers and, and everything, uh, for the virtual aspect of, yeah. Um, so you'll, you'll get those, you'll get those from Tabor, um, at, at about 80 bucks for the, for the, uh, 16 pack. And then we charge 10 bucks, um, for our portion. So you get your 10 bucks, you get that access. Um, and, and that's anywhere on the planet. And right. we lower that barrier. So if you want to hear, if you want to so, hear, you know, Jay Nicole Beckham or any of the, the speakers give you the, those jewels, mm-hmm. you can get that for ten bucks. You don't have to fly all the way into Pittsburgh and right. be in that room, right? Mm-hmm. So it's two hundred. Yeah. It's two hundred dollars, and there's only two hundred fifty of those tickets. For two hundred dollars, you're getting far, far. You're, you're getting a good two hundred dollars. You get three yeah, days. You get right? more than your money worth. If for some reason you can't afford two hundred dollars, if you got ten, we'll take it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I got a. I got a question. So, 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 coming from go, experiencing 2019, um, and I know we've been on here a while. Um, so experiencing 2019 Fresh Fest, um, and we got to we got to meet some people that didn't necessarily, you know, they didn't they didn't have uh, their booth set set up or didn't have a brew to showcase. For example, we met uh, you know Smith Ox Brewing Company. We met breweries that did some collaborations and it took plate part in that. Are there any breweries that were uh, that didn't have uh, things kind of orchestrated in a way that they were ready to present at the festival that we can uh, look forward to seeing um, at 2021 that has their brew ready? Um, and I don't want to give away any surprises if you're holding on to that detail. But even if you want to come back at a, at a later date as it gets closer and talk to us about it, what can you tell us about who we'll see that wasn't? Um, represented at uh, 2019. Well, I mean, we're still we're still trying to figure that out because we're coming out of a pandemic, right? Okay. So you know, we're everybody is at a different capacity. It hit everybody differently. So we're still trying to figure out. Like when I say that, like the 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 state of the brewing, the black brewing industry is not great, man. Like when okay. they talk about like oh, 70 black owned breweries or hot Ennis and the other like. There's maybe like 30 brick and mortar black owned breweries in the whole fucking country, man. A lot of the breweries are contract breweries, yet that like are utilizing other methods. And, you know, even the folks that are, that were staying afloat, there's very few that the pandemic hasn't really hit for. Right. So, yeah, there was momentum. But what I've been doing over the last, since 2019, is talking to these people. And seeing where those issues are, and then trying to build a path to them for yeah. them to be, get be a be a vessel, be a yeah, vessel to be to get to that place, right? So yeah. we we don't know. I know. So you know, Black Horizon is going to be there. Shout out to Black Horizon, yeah, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. Chicago. Uh, super excited mm-hmm. to have them. Four City, um, another. Yeah, I mean, going to be out there. White Line, you know, some of some of the folks that um, you know, Harlem is going to be there yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, hopefully 18th Street. I mean, they're they're uh, mm-hmm. collaborating with a, a revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but ultimately, like 
that's the question. And, and, and to be honest, that's the question that I asked. Um, I've been asking them, and they've been like, let me get back to you. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, that's they're that's trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure yeah, it and out. And that's, that's not just the black owned breweries. That's every that's every brewery. Like, right. like yeah, I mean, right. people are afraid. They don't know if they want to mm-hmm. they want to come out in this pandemic. Yeah, I mean, they don't mm-hmm. know if they're gonna have the ability to do so. Like, yeah, I mean, everybody right. is in a different place. The brew industry got weird. Um, mm-hmm. Some folks really prospered. Some folks didn't. Um, mm-hmm. But ultimately, you know, it's um, that's been a that's been a really good question, and and we will have. Um, we will have quite, you know, like Beer Wax is going to you know, uh, be there and whatnot. Beale Street, another Ailmatic, you know, I mean, like some mm-hmm. folks. But, you know, mostly, most of the folks that were, were strong enough at the time in 2019 to present in a solo capacity, you're going to mm-hmm. see a lot of those folks, they were already there, you know right. what I mean, like in right. that capacity and were able to weather the storm and come in. Not a whole lot of growth happened over the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, Got it. Like, mm-hmm. so there may be some, and yeah, I mean, but we'll have right. to we'll have to kind of wait and see. I mean, like that's, you know, that's, uh, that's fair. Let's night sleep. Right. That's that's fair. Right. That's fair, man. That's true. true. Rob, I don't even know if anybody asked, asked this question yet, but I know, and I, I mean, I think we know what the date is. But what is the date for uh, Fresh Fest? September tenth, right? Uh, it's uh, September tenth through the twelfth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we tried um, to uh, uh, skip that middle though? date there uh, on the the merchandise. It was uh, it was a it was a hot it was a hot time. It was it was a little it was a little yeah it's a go it's a little little mine there a little minefield there you know twenty years in uh, to this uh, life so um, yeah tenth to the twelfth is what we say. Um, right. We try to re- so so Rob, you still handling our uh, Airbnb? <laughs> <laughs> Look, and not we- a question for the guests. But we also, yeah, I just looked up Ron's I just looked up Ron's tickets. Oh, you ain't trying to drive. No. <laughs> we gonna do the expedition just like we did uh 2019. Man, what do you think he is? Pick me up from the airport. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. You might still be there. Like, yeah, I would be. I Uber to the Airbnb, but I'm driving in next edition for the okay. weekend. I would do you like that. I would do you like that. For, for the folks at home, though, the, the hotel is very close to the airport, um, mm. and it's uh, it's ninety dollars a night. Um, you know what I mean? Oh, for, for the, hotel folks, right, um, for the okay. rate and whatnot. I mean, Airbnb. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Airbnb fan. Um, mm. Out of this pandemic. I ain't the, the big like I'm like ah, I mean that like so ninety dollars for two you know two two bit <laughs> that motherfucker I, I you know I, I typically make that motherfucker work so right right you know, right some folks yeah I mean to have those options yeah you, you can't you can't have many you can't have people over though yeah that's I mean you can if you want but y'all gonna be sitting on the edge of that bed right with that <laughs> flat screen in front of you ain't much move move to move everybody around get a, everybody get a corner <laughs> everybody, everybody ass sitting on your bed bring your own sheet bring your own sheet. Well, well, most Airbnbs tell you not to have parties, so you violation if you haven't party in Airbnb. <laughs> Man, Rob, here you go. Hey, day, you know hey, day, when, hey, day, when do the tickets go on sale? Uh, they've been on sale since April 1st. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're on sale uh, May 31st. Oh, shit. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow is uh, the last day for the early birds. So, uh, well, you know, if y'all ain't listening live, y'all missed out on that one. It's yeah, it was 15% just don't off drop till Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> all the tickets. But uh, yeah, that early bird special uh, ends tomorrow. And then, yeah, it's just it's just regular pricing after that. Uh, and, you know, I, 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 it's, you know, I, I hope that folks, 
understand um, the level of commitment that we have to the safety. Um, I mean, I, I, ticket sales, I don't really ever worry about. Uh, I just worry about coming into this um, people's confidence that, um, you know, we can we can do this without anybody catching uh, the Rona. So um, right. ultimately, you know, we uh, we put on a festival last year. We had hundreds of people there, um, you know, at the height of the pandemic. Uh, we didn't have guests as attendees, but there was a lot of professionals um, for, for DigiInvest. And we followed science and we followed protocols and we got through that motherfucker. Um, and and, and we're, we're here again, stronger as a result. Um, so right. we're very confident in our ability to keep people safe uh, moving forward. Mm-hmm. Right. Well I, well, I know most of Pennsylvania by next week, I think they're going back to full capacity. So oh, yeah. open it up. Open it up. Yeah, open. Go to the movies. All right. <laughs> That's movies. Um, I, sit next to me. Uh, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> All right. Do, do we have any more questions for day about the uh, the fresh? I mean, well, the barrel and flow. F- <laughs> well, now, I, saw, I, heard, I heard you call it flow fest. Is that, flow is that fest. how you? Is that how you going with it? You going with? Yeah, flow it's flow barrel. Fest. Drop the barrel. Yeah, it's okay. just flow okay. fest. I mean, okay. That's what's right. up. I can okay. I can accept that flow fest. I like it. I like I, it. I, I, I'll let that slide. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Any more questions about the flow fest? Nah, nah, man, congratulations. Nah. Oh, other, than, other, other than just in terms of our platform, how we can support you um, and getting, uh, you know, uh, information out there uh, uh, just about the, the, the Flow Festival. Uh, we're here for you, brother. Uh, I know we will uh, more than likely all be um, in attendance um, because we're, we're not just looking forward to um, experience what we had before. We're, we're looking for that 2.0. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so. Nice. Yeah. Always, always moving forward, man. And I, yep. I appreciate you all um, yes. for having me on. Um, it's a uh, for sure, man. It, I, I miss the people aspect of of festival building. Right. Um, yeah. It's been a while, and it's not often that I get to talk to people that that even know what the fuck I'm talking about, man. It's been a lot. <laughs> right. Of right. Talking to people that are like, so what is it again? It's up here. <laughs> right. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, so give it the program. I'm looking forward to getting back to, to black folks. And when you said you, you didn't know that this many people uh, drink, like black folks drink beer, I didn't know that shit either until we I was at the fucking festival myself. Right? Like, wow. I experienced it just as everybody else does. Right. And I'm yeah. just like, I was I was I was blown away mm-hmm. by that experience. Yeah. And I'm I'm also Looking forward to that, man. Like, you know, so I, I, I hope to see y'all there. And you will. I mean, um, I'm, 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 I'm appreciative of, of the efforts and any way that we can help support y'all. Um, again, awesome. the festival's here to, you know, help support the artists and the folks that make this industry go round. Um, you know, uh, don't hesitate to, to reach out. Right. Yeah, cool. All right. You should have said that. Well, I want uh, to thank, thank again. Uh, before we go, we always like to know how people can find out all about the festival, about you, the uh, the podcast. Uh, so, how can they find all about uh, what's going on with, with you? Uh, it's barrelandflow.com. It is. Yeah, yeah sweet. That was easy. <laughs> short and sweet. Short and sweet. Dev, what about you? You can find me on Instagram, Dev Drinks Craft Brew. That's it. Right. Yo. Simple. 
You can find me on Instagram at I am three hundred two Yoda. Rebranding, rebranding. No, listen, I'm going through. I tried to ask you the other day. I couldn't find you. What your midlife crisis you going through? Yeah, IG midlife crisis. Yo, I had too many pages. I got to get rid of them. I'm down to one. It's slowly Uh happening. I think I think I tagged you. I think I tagged you on a different page. I don't know if I got it. He went through an internal acquisition. He went through an internal acquisition. Yeah, it's just consolidation. Yeah. I am Lou Belgium. Uh, I am on them Instagrams. All right. And you can find Bruising Banter Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can say, hey, Alexa, play Bruising Banter Podcast because we are on Amazon Music, uh, Pandora. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, like I said, uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can also go on www.bruisingbanter. You can get the merch if you would like. Uh, yes, yes. I don't, I don't have it on the day I was about to show. Right, no, right. right. <laughs> terrible. There oh, you go. Lose, lose the lose the billboard today. There you go. <laughs> That's what's up. I, I mean, I have a beard T-shirt on. It just ain't bruising banter. But there you right. go. If you want to go there, you definitely check it out. Uh, this has been uh, episode <laughs> one twenty one. Two one. Bruising banter podcast. Until <laughs> next time. <laughs> Peace. It looked like it. Right, right. I'm, good. Good. I'm here. Good. I'm here. I've been freezing up all. And happy, and happy Memorial Day, everyone. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate you, brother. Oh, that Don Oliver. Get it. Baby, it. hit that back and burn. Then pour for burn. We got Ooh. his and hers. Tuli and Bergen. Close the window curtains. Right up in your skirt. Take off, hit the curve. Tuli and Bergen. Yeah, I've never seen this dude, but I want him to look like uh, two-pain cousins.